Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. You want to support Roller March Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. as Roller Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roller Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. You can make this possible. Colin Kaepernick, who's been denied a job in the NFL for three years, held a workout on Saturday, but it was not the one the NFL originally organized. They called him earlier in the week uh, to do so. It was very last minute. It was supposed to take place at the Atlanta Falcons training uh, facility, but then it had to be moved uh, to a high school named after Charles Drew. 25 teams were supposed to be at the Falcons workout, but about eight teams made it to the secondary um, uh, workout. What the heck actually happened this weekend? First off, I'm going to show you what Kaepernick had to say after the workout. Press play. It's important that y'all are here. Y'all been attacked for the last three years. Y'all continue to be attacked. We appreciate what y'all do. We appreciate you being here today. We appreciate the work you do for the people and telling the truth. That's what we want in everything. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here, showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. 
So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth, stop running from the people. We're out here, we're ready to play, we're ready to go anywhere. My agent Jeff Nally is ready to talk to any team, I'll interview with any team at any time. I've been ready, I'm staying ready, and I'll continue to be ready. And to all the people that came out here today to support, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. To the people that aren't here, I'm thinking of you. I appreciate you supporting from where you are. We'll continue to give you updates as we hear. We'll be waiting to hear from Roger Goodell, the NFL, the 32 teams. We'll let you know if we hear from them. Ball's in their court. We're ready to go. Howard Brown of ESPN was actually there in Atlanta. He joins us right now. Howard, this was crazy. I said from the outset that the die was cast the moment this workout was scheduled. Here's Colin Kaepernick, settles, settles his lawsuit back in February. You don't hear from the NFL for nine months. All of a sudden, they get a phone call. Hey, workout, Atlanta, 3 p.m., Saturday, be there. I mean, that, that's essentially how crazy this was. Execs didn't know what was going on. Teams didn't know what was going on. Workouts normally don't happen on a Saturday, which is a busy day in the NFL. The second busiest day of the week normally happens on a Tuesday. Then we have the drama with who's going to be there, who's he throwing to, uh, who's going to be leading the workouts. Is the media allowed? Is it private? Is it open? Who's shooting video? And then, of course, this waiver. This was a mess that the NFL knew was going to be a mess the moment they, they suggested it. Well, not only was it a mess, Roland, but at the start, the minute last Tuesday when the NFL called the Kaepernick team and told them of this workout, the very first thing the Kaepernick team said was, well, wait a minute, we haven't heard from you since the winter. How about we take a little bit of time, step back, and do this the right way? How about we do it next Saturday? So we have, or next Tuesday, which is a work day for the NFL, because on a Saturday, you've got, you've got, the coaches preparing for the next day's game. You've got the GMs preparing for the next day's game and the next week's game. And you've got all the head major scouts watching the college football games. The NFL said no to that. The Kaepernick team came back and then they counted, well, let's do it. If Saturday is such a magic day, let's do it a couple Saturdays from now. So we all have time to hammer out all of these details. The NFL said no, essentially gave them a two hour window, not a three day window, a two a two hour window from one from eleven a.m. to one p.m. to say yes or no, and then that's when the scramble began. Even on that was on last Tuesday, and by Thursday it wasn't even clear who was exactly going to be running the workout. That's when they got Hugh Jackson, the former Raiders and former Browns coach. And so the four days leading up to the workout had been this rolling negotiation that never quite got settled. And um, when you talk about these these various negotiations. Uh, people out there are saying, other sports commentators and journalists are saying, Kaepernick, uh, he should have actually just done it. He should just sign the waiver. Now, as we understand, uh, uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, as well as yourself, y'all been breaking this down that the waiver the NFL wanted him to sign is not the traditional injury waiver. No, it's not the traditional injury waiver. And, and the Kaepernick team says that they offered a standard waiver in place of this draconian waiver that covered virtually all scenarios that the that the Kaepernick team, whether it was injury, whether it was discriminatory questions, whether it was uh, discomfort with any other of the details that were in the the agreement, that they had given away all rights, that they had waived all rights to take action against the NFL. 
in order for this workout to take place. For example, one of the, the key questions is, at the end of the workout, there was supposed to be an interview session with NFL executives or the NFL, whoever was there, the NFL representatives. And suppose, just hypothetically, which really would have happened, if an NFL representative had asked Colin, were you going, are you planning to kneel if you were admitted back into the NFL? And if he said yes, and no team then chose to sign him, he was he would be unable. He will have waived. He would have waived his right to take any action against the NFL, even though that's a discriminatory practice. So naturally, they did not sign this, and it ended up being an issue that killed the deal at the last minute. And, and when I talked to Kaepernick's attorneys, they told me that they were under the impression that all of these details were resolvable until they weren't. Up until about an hour before the workout was supposed to take place. The NFL just wasn't going to budge from a couple of, of those points. Now, I was watching um, First Take ESPN earlier, and on that show, Stephen A. Smith said clearly Colin Kaepernick and his people had this thing planned out in advance, the second workout. But I talked to Colin Kaepernick's team. I was told, point blank, that they had 25 minutes on Saturday, that they had their, their Know Your Rights campaign a few weeks earlier in Atlanta. They put calls out. The community responded. The community said, we got a location, Charles Drew High School. The people who did security for Colin Kaepernick said, don't worry about it. We're going to call other people. They're going to handle security. They, they were able to check the media and other people who were coming there. And so Cap's team said, no, we, we didn't sit here and have this thing all planned out. That we, it was, it was no, not our idea to have a second workout. They said that they sprung to action and it was black people, the community who stepped up and quickly mobilized to make this thing happen. You were there. What happened? Well, there are two things about this that were absolutely phenomenal. One of them was out at Flowery Branch about an hour northeast of Atlanta where the Falcons facility is. There were about two to three white protesters, anti-Kaepernick folks out there from the beginning of the of the morning. At about 10 a.m. for a 3 p.m. workout, they were out there standing, three American flags, one sign that called Kaepernick an un-American loser, and another sign that just said, stand for the flag. And across, there were two pro-Kaepernick supporters. Within an hour and a half to two hours, there were nearly 100 Kaepernick supporters out there and mobilized by the Kappas, by, by Colin Kaepernick's fraternity. They were out there mobilized in full force. When this thing got moved, and by the way, the it's, it's incorrect that this had been planned. They had begun, the Kaepernick team had begun by Friday afternoon, Friday night. They started to think that this thing was going sideways. So they did begin to mobilize on the ground somewhere Friday, Friday mid-afternoon, Friday night. By Saturday, it was clear that there may be a need by about noontime on Saturday, it was clear that the ground forces that Kaepernick had absolutely went into action. But yes, what they did was probably a 12 to 15 hour mobilization to go find a new location, to go find a school, to get an email blast out. It was essentially, it was almost like a grassroots political campaign, the way they were able to get boots on the ground and find this new location to make sure that at the end of the day, no matter what happened, with the NFL and with the Kaepernick team, at the end of the day, there would be a workout, there would be video, and now that video has been sent to all 32 teams. And that is the key right there. The Kaepernick people said, we do not trust the NFL. The NFL did not want media there. Also, the NFL said that the Kaepernick team wanted Nike to be there to shoot uh, a promo or PSA or commercial. Nike came out with their own statement saying that was absolutely false. 
and won a retraction. But the shooting of video is critically important because the Kaepernick team said if the NFL is the one who's going to control the video, I don't know what they're going to send out. And the bottom line is they could say he had arm issues. They could have only shown the passes that were dropped, things along those lines. But here's the thing, Howard, you tweeted this. Because the media was allowed in, because there are media outlets who actually live stream the whole deal, now the entire world got to see it. And here's what's hilarious. The NFL Network, which the NFL owns, has been using the very videos that we all saw. Had the original rules been existed, the only way the NFL Network would have been able to show that video is if it was given to them by the NFL. So the very network that the NFL owns is taking advantage of the video that he wanted everybody to see. And then being upset that the workout took place at all. So on top of that, this was the thing that, that Kaepernick's legal team had said to me as well, that they did not think. They said, of course, with all of these, with these two entities suing each other back and forth for the last couple of years, why is this such a big deal? To think that to have an extra video crew there would be a non-starter, would be a deal-breaker, was preposterous to them. And that they are very upset that it, that it feels like they are receiving the brunt of the negativity for this not taking place. They didn't think that these issues were unresolvable. They figured, what's the big deal? Having a camera crew there, it's not like it's, a, it's a, an entire takeover. It's just an independent crew that you would have thought that with all the bad blood between these two sides, it wouldn't have been a big deal, and it turned out to be a deal-breaker. This is last question for you. I know you have to go. You got lots more reporting you're doing. Here's what jumps out to me, Howard, as the most important thing. It's all about narrative. The Kaepernick people understood that. The NFL wanted to control the narrative. But by him saying, allow the media in, allow the cameras in, then oh, guess what? It's shared narrative. The NFL has put out all this information. They said, oh, the waiver was not really that big of a deal. Now we're actually seeing Pro Football Talk, as I said, got a copy of uh, the waiver. And they said it is totally different than what is normally signed. Also, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say it's completely different. And the biggest difference in the waiver, the difference between the standard injury waiver and the and the waiver that the that the NFL wanted Kaepernick to sign was that Kaepernick was signing away all rights. And those rights also include, let's suppose you get an injury settlement later on. Let's suppose that something takes place that is a that is an actionable offense that took place at this at this workout that he would have had absolutely no rights whatsoever. He would have had no recourse. And so this really was sort of a kiss the ring situation where it wasn't just enough for him to come back to the NFL. It was cer certainly to come back on one term and one term only, and that's the NFL's terms. Last question for you, and this is why I think all of this is so important. I'm looking at all these people who are offering commentary on television and offering radio, and the reality is this boils down to an issue of trust. The NFL rushed this thing. They wanted it to take place in a handful of days. And here are two sides that simply do not trust each other. And when you have two sides that don't trust each other, transparency and honesty are the two most important things here. And the thing that I am most bothered by are the people who all of a sudden the onus is all on Colin Kaepernick, saying he shouldn't have worn a Kunta Kinte shirt, that he should have went ahead and signed the waiver, that he should have went ahead and done the workout. And also saying that, uh, and this is where I take exception with one of your colleagues, Stephen A. Smith, good friend of mine, fellow journalist, saying, I don't believe he wants to play football, wants to be a martyr. I've talked to Colin Kaepernick. He wants to play football. 
You don't work out for five days a week for three years if you don't want to play football. Well, and there's also something else to that role. And you also don't put yourself through this level of humiliation because that's also what's happening is that I think that anyone who's been in the public eye, you've been there, I've been there, we've all been in these situations where you have the public attacking you. You wouldn't do this to yourself if you really didn't want to play in the National Football League. Let's also remember, this is a closed business. It's not like, okay, if I if ESPN doesn't want me to, to, to work for them, I can go call the New York Times or the Washington Post, or I can call the Boston Globe or somebody else and find some place to work. There's only really one place for him to work at the highest level in the world, and it's, and it's right here. He put himself in this situation because he wants to play, but he doesn't want to play on his hands and knees. Folks, I want you to follow Howard Bryant uh, at Howard Bryant Books on Instagram, hbryant47 uh, uh, on, I'm sorry, 42, for, for, 42. 42. my bad, my bad. First of all, I'm giving you a shout out, calm down. hbryant42 uh, on Twitter. Again, there are a lot of people out there who are pontificating. Howard, folks, was there on Saturday, was the only ESPN reporter on the ground the whole time. And so, Howard, we appreciate you joining us on Roller Bart Unfiltered. No, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, folks. I want to go to my panel here, talk more about this uh, and break this whole thing down. Dr. Avis Jones, the Weaver political analyst, Mustafa Santiago, Santiago Ali, former senior advisor for the EPA. Also, Dr. Julian Malvo, economist, president, Emera Bennett College. Uh, this is this is what just jumps out at me. And when I saw my man Stephen A. commentary, uh, Avis on Saturday, I said, I'm going to hold my tongue until Monday. For me, when I offer my perspective, I am doing so based upon a set of facts. Mm -hmm. And the reality here is now we see, 48 hours later, what the NFL's real intent was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This, is, th this is just very basic in terms of how I look at this. So if I settle on in February, March, I hear nothing. April, I hear nothing. May, June. July, August, September, October, then all of a sudden in November, my phone rings. Mm -hmm. Workout, Atlanta, 3 p.m., Saturday, only day. My first instinct is, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why am I all of a sudden getting a phone call, I've heard nothing from you for nine months mm -hmm. about a workout? Mm -hmm. I've played in the NFL. His agent knows the system. Mm -hmm. They know that workouts normally are held by teams on Tuesday or Wednesday. They know that Saturday is the second busiest day for all teams mm -hmm. because it's either a travel day for road teams or you're moving, going into the hotel for a home team because mm -hmm. you're getting ready for the Sunday games. Then once you say, hey, this is a workout, I ask the question, okay, Who's going to be there? NFL says, we're not telling you. <laughs> I'm sorry. So the Kaepernick people put a statement out saying, we look forward to the general managers and the head coaches being there, knowing full well that's who determines who gets signed. Mm -hmm. And then we know the GM and the head coaches are not going to be there because they're getting ready for the game on Sunday. Right. So now I'm like, okay, I don't understand what's going on. Then it's, well, who am I throwing to? I don't know the receivers. <laughs> Who's leading the workout? I don't know who that is. And so once you start going into this and keep asking questions, then it's like, okay, now I'm confused. 
The Falcons workout. Okay, you want to have the Falcons facility, which is six, which is an uh, hour away from the airport. Okay, got it. It's an NFL facility. It's closed. But then who's going to be there? Then all of a sudden they say, oh, 25 of the 32 teams are going to have representatives there. Well, who the hell's representative? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I go to a job interview and you tell me, uh, Roland, want you to come in for an interview, who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. Am I talking to the person in HR or am I talking to the president of the network? Right. There you go. The HR person, I know ain't hiring. Right. It's the president of the network. Right. Yeah. So I want to know those things. So you go through all of that. Then you get to Saturday and they still want you to sign the waiver. And then you don't. And then the narrative is he walked out. Right. He canceled the workout. That was the plan from the beginning. This whole thing was a setup. Yeah. There was never any intention to honestly provide him an entree back into the NFL. They already tried the whole Jay-Z thing and saw that that went over like... Mm. A lead balloon. A lead balloon. Thank you. I could, that, that's a very nice way of saying it. By the way, TMZ as well as XXL, they're reporting that sources close to Jay-Z are blaming Kaepernick. Let me say this oh, to the please. camera. No, no, here's the deal. Jay-Z, if you have an opinion on the Colin Kaepernick workout, step up and publicly say it. Because if there are people who are saying things that you don't believe, correct it. But let me say this right now. If that is your point of view and you don't correct it, then what they're reporting happens to be true, which is another issue. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this boils down to. That you want, that again, everybody wants to sit here and condemn Colin Kaepernick now and say, well, he should have gone through it, done it anyway. Nope. Lie. Why, why, why am I going to go through with something that if that the, is a backdoor tip for me to sign away the potential? Because see, he's, his people don't understand. He settled the lawsuit. Right. But Colin Kaepernick could file a second lawsuit saying that since the settlement of the lawsuit, right. there's still collusion going on. And that was probably, I believe, the whole impetus for this whole thing. They wanted to figure out a way in which they could protect themselves from a second lawsuit. Get him to agree and to the workout. Get him to agree to the workout. Sign a little, hope sign that a he waiver. would find, sign that there waiver. And be, hoping that he was that desperate. Hold on, hold on. And then at the same time, they set this thing up so that they could always pin the blame on him. Because if he didn't come to the workout, they would say, well, he doesn't really want to want to want to come back to the NFL. If he refused to sign the waiver, well, he's not really serious. If he came and even signed the waiver, they could still say, well, you know what? He's not good enough because they didn't want to have any sort of documentation of how well he did there. I don't think there was ever any honest attempt to bring him back into the NFL. I believe this was an entire charade from the beginning, and I believe that J.C. might have been in collusion to create this whole situation. Julian. This is what you call a hot monkey setup. I mean, because the other thing, if you wouldn't tell him who he's going to be passing to, it could be some. It could have been somebody. I don't mean to be paranoid. Who would have injured him? No, no. Or who would who, just who, who, who can't who catch, catch the ball? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, you want to yeah. know? I got some quality receivers. Yeah. So guess what happened? On his own dime, he flew in his own receivers for the workout, saying, "I don't trust who y'all got. Mm-hmm. I want to bring in some cats who I know can catch the ball." The NFL wanted this black man to come to them on his knees. Yes. They wanted him to come humble. 
They wanted him to come. Massa, I really want a job with the NFL. Colin Kaepernick doesn't have that in his DNA. It's clearly that's not in his DNA, or he never would have kneeled. But they set this thing up, as you said, Avis, so everything you did was going to make him wrong. Everything right. you did was going to make him wrong. But we have seen this treatment of especially black men, black women, but especially black men in, in public space, of the need to humiliate. Yes. The need to um, put you back in your place. Uh, he had the, the cajones to sue them, which a lot of folks wouldn't have done, and he won. Or he got a settlement. I don't know if he won, but he got a settlement. Or got a settlement. So he had the, he had the nerve to do that, the temerity to do that. They, frankly, are still annoyed. And one of the ways to make him go away is to say, oh, we're going to have uh, this tri this opportunity for him to work out. Well, if they really want to see him work out, Brother Man, as uh, our brother from ESPN says, has been working out five days a week. Take, send a camera to his workout spot. If you really want to see him work out, don't set up some phony thing as they did. Mustafa, it's very interesting to me. I I've heard people, very smart people, say Collins should have settled that he should have taken this all the way, he should have exposed all of this, mm. but the people who are saying that mm -hmm. are not cutting him a check. That's right. Hello. <laughs> For real. Right. So first, we don't know what the settlement was. Right. Okay? And we know it's between $1 and $10 million. All right? Let's say it's $5 million. Mm -hmm. Collins has his Know Your Rights campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay? So clearly, if, clearly, he has lawyers who said, Colin, we can, we can pursue this. Mm -hmm. We can keep this thing going. There's also legal costs. He has to pay attorneys. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so he made a decision to still settle. Mm -hmm. And so it's amazing to me how folks who got no skin in the game mm -hmm. are very easy to say what he should and should not do. But we know right here, though, because the NFL executive who was there said clearly he has mm -hmm. or still has an elite arm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. okay. Exactly. So... And also by showing the workout, showing the 55-yard pass in the air, showing all those different things, we know they could not say he's lost an edge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, NFL, you got to deal with the reality. You kept saying, oh, how far? Now we know talent has nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Now the ball is in your court. Yeah. I mean, I just appreciate Colin so much. One, because yeah. I'm out there around the country. I see folks who are actually doing stuff in the community, and he has continued to do that, you know, year after year after year. I appreciate that he and his team were smart enough to frame the, the proper narrative and make sure that people couldn't get over that way. But we also need to actually share a little bit something different about what's going on. Colin has now become one of the most famous quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. He left the game. Well, he didn't leave the game. He was pushed out of the game when he was in the top tier. They've shown that he still has not only the arm strength, but I was watching his feet because that's important also. And he can move well still. So he's still got the skills that are necessary. And when you have become one of the most famous quarterbacks, can they really actually allow him to come back because he's going to stand up and do what's right on social justice issues, on civil rights issues? So they got a problem with that. And as I've heard you and others share with folks, there are 32 billionaires who are actually the drivers of the NFL. So if this one individual black man can garner this much attention, can really frame these disproportionate impacts that are happening inside of our communities, then this truly is about power. And it's about those 32 other individuals right. 
who didn't have enough power to actually completely annihilate this brother. And for me, that's what's really going on. So let me unpack even further. Because some of y'all might be saying, I don't understand why so much attention on Colin. Because you're saying Kenny Stills, who still is kneeling, got traded for the Miami Dolphins to my Houston Texans. He played Sunday. Eric Reed, who was at the workout Saturday, who flew back in time for, to, for his team meetings with the Carolina Panthers. They played the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. Eric, who also protested, is still in the league. Malcolm Jenkins, Philadelphia Eagles, who protested, is still in the league. Michael Bennett protested. Now with the Dallas Cowboys, was with the Seattle Seahawks, then went to the Patriots, now with the Dallas Cowboys. He was protesting until he went to the Cowboys. So you might be saying, I don't, I don't understand. Let me, let me go back. Kenny Stills is a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Eric Reed is a defensive back. Malcolm Jenkins is a defensive back. Michael Bennett is a defensive end. The quarterback position is a much different, different, peculiar position. Mm-hmm. Why is that? If you had to establish the hierarchy of an NFL team, it really is owner, management, head coach, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Depending on the quarterback, quarterback in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, put him above the head coach. So the quarterback position is unlike any other position in the NFL. It is the one position closely aligned to ownership. Mm-hmm. Why do you think when Cam Newton was being drafted by Carolina, old boy, old school, racist Jerry Richardson, called him in and said, I don't want no tattoos for my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not a wide receiver. Not a defensive end, not a linebacker, but my quarterback. Because the quarterback is the premier position in the NFL. Many of you may not recall when the strike took place a couple decades ago. Guess who were the first players to cross the picket line? The quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. That's what ended the strike. The NFL knows the quarterback is different. I recall Sterling Sharp when he held out with the Green Bay Packers. Who was the quarterback who said, it's time for you to come back to camp? Mm-hmm. Brett Favre, the quarterback. A few years later, another Green Bay Packers wide receiver did the exact same thing. Brett Favre said the exact same thing. See, the quarterback position is that unique in the NFL. And so the owner knows full well, I can't have a renegade quarterback because that person is aligned with me. So the reason the NFL is so sensitive to what Colin Kaepernick is doing and why they are making an example out of him is because he plays the quarterback position. Let me also remind all of you, what was the one position that was the last holdout for the black athlete? Mm -hmm. Quarterback. It was the position that we were told we could not play. Mm -hmm. Even though Grambling, Florida A&M, other HBCUs, they are the originators of the pro offense. The black quarterback 
could not play. In fact, Grambling and Florida A&M set up their offensive offenses to specifically create a similar scenario where their quarterbacks could play the next level, but the NFL refused to play black quarterbacks. If you were the black quarterback, it was you had to have the intellect to read the defenses, to understand what was going on. They said we could play every other position mm-hmm. besides that. On defense, what was the quarterback position? Middle linebacker. That was the last position that we could play. We could play the speed positions, wide receiver, defensive back. We could play offensive line, defensive line. We could play running back. But they said on defense, y'all can't play middle linebacker. And on offense, y'all can't play quarterback. You need to understand the history of the NFL and what is going on here. The reality is what they don't like is that Colin Kaepernick refuses to say Toby. Mm-hmm. And the reality is there are lots of people who are in media who are black who have said Toby. Mm-hmm. There are individuals who are on social media who have said Toby. Because what they're saying is, do whatever you need to do. Bend over, bow down, buckle, give in, in order to play in the NFL. But why is it that some of us don't have the courage to stand up to these individuals? I recall a certain player called last name McMahon. Remember him? Chicago Bears wore a headband that said Roselle, thumbed his nose at the NFL, at the commissioner, did whatever he wanted, led the Chicago Bears to a Super Bowl. Do you know what he was called? Eccentric. He was called a renegade. Was he ever kicked out of the NFL? No, he wasn't. It's interesting that same team has a trash quarterback from North Carolina who can't play a lick. (laughs) They have a Super Bowl-quality defense, Mm -hmm. but they literally are going to lose because they will stick with a loser quarterback than sign somebody like Colin Kaepernick. Folks, we deal with facts, and we understand the facts in this case here. And the bottom line is this here. There is no other reason that Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL other than the fact that he plays quarterback and he dared to challenge a country when it came to the police brutality and the killing of black men. This has nothing to do with the anthem, has nothing to do with the flag. What it has to do with is institutional racism in this country where people are more concerned with a piece of cloth as well as the hurt feelings of police officers than they are with the First Amendment. You cannot praise the symbols that you say Colin Kaepernick was against, such as the flag and the, as well as the anthem, if you can't praise the First Amendment that the man used, and that is the right to protest. We'll see what happens next. I doubt very seriously that any team is going to call Colin Kaepernick because 
the last thing they want is Kunta Kente playing quarterback. <laughs> All right, folks, back to our Mark unfiltered video in just one moment. All right, folks, as the marijuana momentum continues, our friends at, at MarijuanaStock.org have already reached more than half of their funding goal for the hemp CBD investment. That's right. If you want to take advantage of this great opportunity, you need to do it now because it won't last much longer. If you don't know, I'm talking about the hemp plant, the good cousin to marijuana with a much higher concentration of CBD. That means hemp gives you all the medical benefits of marijuana without getting you high. Now, if you don't know, hemp farming is now legal in the United States, creating one of the largest commodities worldwide. It is an investment opportunity, and that's where the folks at 420 Real Estate come in. Their business model is simple. They buy land that supports hemp CBD grow operations and lease it to licensed high-paying tenants. That's right. They are hemp CBD landlords. You can get in on the action. As hemp continues to change the economic landscape, 420 Real Estate is allowing you to chase the American dream. The best part, you can invest in this crowdfunding campaign for as little as 200 bucks. That's right, 200 bucks up to $10,000. Now you must do it now before the fund is closed. To invest, go to MarijuanaStock.org. That's MarijuanaStock.org. Get in the game and get in the game now. Back to your Roland Martin Unfiltered video. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home financing provided by victory mortgage llc nmls 461249 equal housing lender good sleep should come naturally and with the new natural hybrid mattress it can a collaboration between lisa and west elm the natural hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex natural wool and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow plus every purchase helps fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need don't put off a good night's sleep any longer get a lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com iheart that's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iHeart.